Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you. Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient, the book is out in the world and it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com. Search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. We are actually officially live on Facebook and recording this for the podcast listeners. So Mary Fran is going to be very careful. I have to, I have to, as per usual, well, Kristen, you did not warn me this time to not say anything. And fortunately, what I said ended just before <laughs> we went live. People think I'm the nuts one. It's her. It's her. Totally it is. crazy. Says it the is. craziest things. But we haven't done a live, live episode in a while. And we figured it's time to come back on, kind of not necessarily reintroduce ourselves, but we, first of all, have so gained so many followers over the past couple of months with these mega guests that we've had and between the challenge and other things and all of our tribe that's been here with us since the beginning of time last year <laughs> which felt <laughs> beginning like the of beginning COVID of time, time. Oh. that's what we've been here since the beginning of COVID time you all are sharing this so our audience has really grown so we thought well let's talk about who we are but then Mary Fran today was like you know the world is reopening and as we're now stepping into this back into our lives, I guess you could call it, don't leave the brilliance and resilience behind. So we're going to dive into that today. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the idea of kind of taking not a step back, but, but everybody should at some point, no matter what you're doing, take the time to kind of re, not reevaluate even, but just review. Okay. Where have we been? What have we been able to accomplish? What have we done? So we want to do a little of that with you guys, because we have so many things planned coming up. I mean, we, (laughs) including having you guys write blog posts for us. I'm working on another book for us. I mean, we've got school programs. We have so much stuff coming up, but you know, it's always important to kind of check in and go back to that touchstone of why did we do this? Why did we start this in the first place? And at the time, it was because of, well, at the time, it wasn't because of COVID. At the time, it was because we have had personal experiences where we really had to dig deep and find our resilience and then found our brilliance within that and wanted to share that with the world. But then COVID happened, which gave this whole thing a whole new meaning. Yeah. And then we literally had a captive audience because nobody could go anywhere. And that's when we pivoted and said, okay, if we can't go out into the world, will go into their home. <laughs> Lucky you. the creepy music. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We went right into your laptops <laughs> and your phones with the show and it grew like wildfire, but it has been an interesting transition now of 
the show, I mean, I was like the, the best case scenario of the show helping through that hard hit of all the stuff that it brought, that COVID brought and the lockdowns and all of that. Now with everything reopening, it's like, I do find myself coming back to the core things I've learned in the Brilliantly Resilient process as I'm going out into the world in different ways. I mean, there's been business decisions I have made based on things that I've learned in the Brilliantly Resilient process, relationship decisions I've made, stuff with my kids. I mean, it really, it, it really is a testament to you don't have to have a massive sucker punch or train wreck yeah. You practice the tools of being brilliant and resilient. And it's almost better for me, at least, that I've had these nitpicking things at me in my life that I've been able to just practice every day. Yeah. Tools of living brilliantly resilient. And I, hey, look, not that I want to welcome a sucker punch. <laughs> Please, no, no. <laughs> but when they come, actually, I did have a huge one last week. And when it all comes now, then I'm able to take that breath go through the steps of this process. And then, you know, I actually told myself last week and I was going through another big thing. I'm like, you know, I remember this feeling. I know exactly what it is. I mm -hmm. know why I was triggered. And Eric, his episode last week could not have landed at a better Oh my gosh. He was just, he was just brilliant because it was all about what meaning are you giving your triggers? Yes. And the fact that I walked through, I listened to that episode probably five times. <laughs> Whoever manages his Twitter is like, oh, dear God, she's listening again because I'm pulling out all these pieces that help me. But I was like, when he said we are in control of our triggers, so our response, like it, I always feel like I'm triggered and my power's gone. And he said, well, he said one of the things that he said, and I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it was something to the effect of the easier you are to annoy or trigger, the easier you are to control. Yes. It's just, it's just genius because how often, you know, even when you're driving down the street and of course, then the road rage story comes into it, which is completely and utterly hilarious, but you're driving down the street and something happens, somebody cuts you off or whatever, it triggers you. And then you go off on this whole squirrel thing that can just blow up the rest of your day and put you in this terrible mood. So these bits and pieces of assigning meaning to those pieces and those triggers that are not big sucker punches, that's where the foundation of all of that can be laid. So that when, let's say if, usually it's when, hate to tell you this folks, but if a sucker punch does land on your lap, you're already well-versed in that. Like you said, okay, I felt this before, different circumstances, but I felt this before, I know what it is. And now what meaning am I gonna to assign to this and deal with it and you can move forward that way? Yeah, it was amazing. I was also remembering um, uh, Diane Barbarian, one of our most God, favorite guests. And favorite I just love her to death. Planet. She had said to, to, I don't know if it was in our episode or the interview for my book when she said, she acknowledges when that feeling comes, when she's triggered, she didn't use the word trigger, but that's what it was. And she says, oh, I've been here before and this is what I need to do to get out of it. And, and in this, this is what I was doing last week. I, need, I said to somebody, I need one more good night's sleep and I'm gonna have a whole different perspective on this because I know my so patterns true. now. Yep. I know how to get up and out of that. And I think it was uh, Lee Warren had a, did you read his thing Sunday that he came out with? I and did not said, see it. Uh, I was overcome with children. So I saw oh, that's nothing. Right. You were, you were, uh, were literally- <laughs> I'm still at the shore. Ball. 
Note for anybody who can't see this, I'm sitting in front of a picture of whales and starfish and whatever that my daughter drew on a piece of paper to distract the million children that were stuck in this <laughs> rain, rainy house in the shore. So I did not get to see it. Well, his, his thing was about his Sunday newsletter. If you guys don't get that, you have to go, first of all, go, go search the episode with Lee Warren that we mm -hmm. did with him. It was phenomenal. And his Sunday letter that he sends out, I am telling you, it's like he sends it right to you. And it has your name embedded. It in really there. is. Yeah. It really just like, and he was talking about not going back down the ladder into the pit. Like, you know that you're going to head down there. And then that's where the tools of living, brilliant and resilient come in. And that's why I keep tapping into I'm actually getting pretty good at some of them. Like, Oh, I was triggered. This is what I need to do next. Cause this is what I used to do. I always say, Oh, Kristen, yeah. old Kristen did that. The new adventures of work. old Kristen. Yeah. Remember that show, The New Adventures of Old Christine? This is The hilarious. New Adventures of Old Kristen. New Kristen, New Kristen. But so to that point, let's just really quickly review what these, what these steps in this process are because not everybody knows them. Um, and they, are, they start with the three R's, which the first one of which is reset. The second is rise. And the third is where you get to reveal your brilliance. So the reset, of course, starts with the sucker punch or the trigger or the annoyance or whatever. When you have that big sucker punch, it takes away so much from you. But the beauty of it is that's the time when you get to really hone in on what's important to you. And that's your value system. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And that that's what I learned this year is that that's the foundation of you know, so many times I don't want to, I'm trying not to be in control of everything, you know, but then how do you know which things to let go of, which people mm -hmm. to let go of, which projects to let go of, you know, and those of you with bosses are like, oh my God, do I walk away from this or what? And when you line it up with your values, it just makes it so much easier. It does. And, and it, it doesn't imply there's no there's no thought that your values are better than someone else's mm -hmm. values. It's not about that. It's about recognizing that you're here. Maybe the other person is here or whatever's going on in your personal life for your circumstances or your work life. And for whatever reason, they're not gelling. And then you can step back and go, all right, this is important to me. So these are my non-compromise things. This is yeah. where I don't, this is where I don't move. And then the other things you can, you know, you can be flexible and you can be fluid. And that leads to another thing about the reset part. And that's your perception. How are you looking at this thing? Like, is this as bad as you think it is? Is this something you really need to leap into? Is there another way you can look at it? I mean, you know, you have your story about when Michael came into your room that morning and switched your whole perception on blindness. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting. Last week I did the see blindness in a new light challenge about changing perceptions of blindness. And it, I'm telling you, when you just look at something differently, I, I mean, we had people from 12 countries in this challenge. And in the beginning, I'm like, you're going to look at it differently. I'm not saying better, worse, and you're just going to look at right. it more in a positive, not that it's ever a blessing, but you will I can help you look at this differently. And when you do that, I even looked at, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was talking about a relationship I was in. And I'm finally, instead of saying, oh, I didn't do this and I probably could have done that. And then, but that person did this and this person did that. I finally was like, you know what? I realized one of my things is 
I see the good in people. And what I've learned from this person in my life is I need to balance seeing the good versus things that don't mesh with my values and my, it was a whole different way of looking at it. Instead of picking the blame Mm -hmm. on each, I instead just looked at a completely different, whole different perspective of, hmm, what can I learn about me to grow from how that all went down? I was like, you know, it's last night. It is. Oh, you were a big girl. I'm so proud of you. So proud when you have those moments. As you, as you have said everything. to me many times, raising you has been a delight. <laughs> you know, I, I came up with, when I was doing the whole 15 minute master thing, I, ca- I came up with a lot of little, little things. Cause that's what I do when I'm writing. But one of the things to think about is does the situation affect you or does it just annoy you? Hmm. Two whole different things. You know, you can be at most of us. I mean, you know me, I go through the day annoyed most of the time. I'm always annoyed by something, (laughs) but you have to get a grip and go, okay, is this really affecting me? Is this where I want to put my energy right now? And then that leads us to the next one, which is that controlling the controllables piece. Like don't let stuff that you can't fix ruin your day. Yeah. What's the point of that? I know, but man, how often do we stay stuck there? Like, I just took a deep breath because that's what you need to do in the whole control the controllables. There's just stuff that you can't do anything about. It's true. And you know what? Instead of freaking out over that, like there's a part of, of you that should be relieved. Like, isn't there, isn't it great to know you don't have to control everything? Like when people say to me, well, I'm sorry, you think you just can't do anything about it. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm out, you know, to just to be able to say one of the, one of the most refreshing things to be able to say is that's not my problem. Well, I can't hear the story of the weekend. We're just coming off Memorial day weekend here yeah. in Philadelphia and, and, uh, South Jersey, the Jersey shore area. Rain does not begin oh to explain what happened. It was, it was like, it was like that horror movie nightmare thing, you know, where you're in the woods, except I was at the beach and it's just raining and miserable and gray. And I was in this house with like, I don't know, it seemed like 48 people. It wasn't. This house is the size of a shoebox. I do not have, when people say, when I say I'm at the shore at my shore house, we're not talking mansion here. <laughs> You've been here. You know what it's like. It's a shoebox and we cram as it's a clown car, but in the shape of a house, we just cram as many clowns into it as we can. But imagine being stuck at the shore in a teeny tiny little house with five kids, five, five children under the age of six, a bunch of cranky adults, two of whom are sober. So you can't even drink and get loaded together because (laughs) we're not doing that. It was rough. Right. And you can look at it. And I mean, we were uh, up here, there was a bunch of pool parties. Michael was home for the weekend and we were scheduled to do all this stuff. And then wait, you guys, I think it was my mom called me yesterday and she said, did you know that yesterday it was colder at the end of May Memorial day weekend than it was Christmas Eve. <gasps> was it really? <laughs> I had the, we had the heat on down here. It was freezing. So I'm we, like trying to find like, blankets to throw on people at night. We're putting the kids in there like layers of clothes. But oh it's God. funny because talk about a shift in 
perception of the issue. I was like, oh, well, you know, I just moved and I have all these projects and I did try to cram a lot in during the week so that I could do all the social stuff from World <laughs> Weekend and with my kids and all. And I'm like, oh, first of all, when it's colder Memorial Day weekend than it is on Christmas Eve, you don't have to worry about a swimsuit. There you go. <laughs> I froze. Look at my face. You did freeze. That is not a pretty face frozen. I mean, it's a gorgeous face unfrozen, but boy, did those. Wow. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. I want to let that so go. Brilliantly we're, resilient. We're going to keep talking because we can't control this right now. <laughs> we huh? cannot control this, right? Are we going to stop this and go back in? What do you want to do about this? No, let's keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get my picture up instead of my first there you go. weird That's face. What we'll do. Um, so, but, but to that end, so we couldn't control the weather. So my daughter, Laura, who has a master's degree in special education, what she did was she created an indoor carnival for the kitties. And they played all these little carnival games. I mean, and we've been playing, we played them all weekend. So part of it is, we talked uh, at the beginning of the show about not about going back into life. Don't lose those little pieces of resilience and brilliance where we all had to scramble and figure things out. You're capable of this. You've done it for the last year. Yeah. So, you know, look for those places where you can do that in your everyday as it exists now and moving forward. All of us, we get tons and tons of practice. So, I don't know. Yes, we do get tons and tons of practice. <laughs> um, so, so the other, so that's, that kind of handles the, the reset piece. That's where you start to kind of find your foundation again. And the rise is where you start to put into practice like this. First of all, you make that decision that you're not going to live in this place of trauma or challenge or annoyance or whatever it is. You make the decision. Are you just visiting? Or are you just, are you going to set up camp and live there? And once you make that decision that you're just visiting, that's when you can begin to implement these things. And mm -hmm. the whole part about the rise is to come up with one action step that moves you forward. Just, just one, that's all we're asking you to do, one thing. So why don't we do this? Let's put it on pause there in the rise. Okay. And next week, our next episode, when we do this again, when we talk about this whole reset, rise and reveal, we'll dive deep into the, into the rise part. That sounds like a plan. So Get everybody resetting and then get ready for the rise. Do not forget that we are talking reset, rise, reveal your brilliance. We do not want you to lose these skills now that we're going. Think about when you say back to normal. We don't want to go back. We mm -hmm. are moving forward into what normal is now. And we don't want you to lose all of those skills that you have amassed through this whole thing. And we are going to be here to cheer you on through it because we cannot afford to lose any of them either. So we're going to be right there with you. And we'll catch up with you guys next week on another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And in the meantime, if you uh, need resources for your reset, rise and reveal your brilliance, we have freebies on the website just for you to make sure that you are coming along in this process brilliantly resiliently. Go to brilliantlyresilient.net <laughs> and you'll see the downloads right there on the homepage. We'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.